This is an emergency trade podcast. One day late. Some news broke about 24 hours ago, and a massive four-team trade happened in the NBA, affecting many of our managers and the players involved. I'm not an expert on this, nor do I claim to be. However, um, I was able to break down the players involved as best I could, leaving out all the NBA draft picks because they don't really matter to us. Um Looks like James Harden's going from Houston to Brooklyn. Jared Allen and Torian Prince are heading to Cleveland. Karis Levert's going to the Pacers. And Oladipo to the Rockets. Um, I don't know how much this affects um, Oladipo. Um, I feel like he was kind of in Indiana. There were all a bunch of guys that were one-two punches, like Brogdon, Turner, and uh, Oladipo, I felt like all played kind of 2A, B, and C to Sabonis. Um, so he goes from being a 2, 2A or a 2B to being, a, I don't know, a 2A or a 2B in Houston. So uh, he might even be the clear-cut number one in Houston. Um, so uh, if anything, it's a benefit to him, I think. Um, Karis Levert to the Pacers. Obviously, he goes from playing on the bench to basically taking that Oladipo role in Indiana. So this is nothing but good for Karis LeVert. So the Rainbow Riders will definitely benefit there. Jared Allen is going to Cleveland, which will affect the flock. Um, he will share time with Drummond um, until there's a trade. Maybe they move Drummond at the deadline this year, which would be good for the flock, depending on where he goes. Um, but there's going to be a bit of a time crunch there. So this definitely is a negative, I think, for um, for Jay and for Benson. Um, James Harden to Brooklyn. Um, he's playing for D'Antoni, and he's playing for Nash. I believe D'Antoni's the assistant there. I could be wrong. Um, but he's playing for Nash, which is basically D'Antoni 2.0. He's playing with uh, Steve, um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Um, there's a lot of usage there. Um, he's had to share the ball with Chris Paul, and he's had to share the ball with Westbrook, but he's never had to share the ball with two big names. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, I, I assume they'll try to spurs it a little bit and move the ball around a lot, um, although Kyrie Irving's not really one to distribute, um, at least not in a large way like Harden has in the past. So I, I assume that um, they'll all find their, their um, usage and get their stats, um, but I don't think that anybody else in Brooklyn will um, have a whole lot of anything to offer um, after their their massive um, feasting, the three of uh, the big three-headed monster there in Brooklyn now. Um, Short-term, uh, Kyrie's out, so maybe Harden could acclimate it a little bit, but um, yeah, we'll see what this does, if anything, to, uh, to Jordan and Boom Shakalaka. Also, to... Um, uh, Desert Storm with Kevin Durant there and also with uh, Yao Ming Dynasty with Kyrie Irving there. So uh, a lot of moving parts. I'm going to go ahead and try to get some of the managers on the phone here. This is uh, no one's really 
knows that I've been was going to do this, so it's kind of impromptu. Um, let's go ahead and try to get uh, Bryce. We'll start at the bottom here with the Oladipo. Give me a second. All right, we got Bryce on the phone. Uh, Bryce, this affects you in a couple of different ways. Uh, go ahead and tell me a little bit about your take here on Oladipo to the Rockets. I like it. Um, I don't know the, the 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 pace stats for the two teams. I assume it's not a major difference, but I think it's roughly the same role in Houston as he had in Indiana, and he's playing very well. Um, if John Wall goes down or in games when John Wall rests, then I think Oladipo sees a boost. I also think that they brought him in there to kind of be the centerpiece of what's next, which, you know, probably isn't a very good idea because I don't think that a team led by Victor Oladipo and Christian Wood is really good enough to do anything. It's probably but true. I expect that that's what they're trying to pull. And so I think that's good for him long-term as well. Short this year, I don't know. It's neutral, maybe positive, especially if Wall goes down. Long term, I think it's positive because it gives him a good home where he's going to feel empowered to be the star. So I like it. Yeah. It's basically what I said. I, what I kind of said was uh, in Indiana, uh, Oladipo, Miles Turner, and Brogdon were kind of like options 2A, 2B, and 2C to Sabonis. And so he goes from being option 2A or 2B to being option 2 or option 1. So I think it's neutral to positive. Yeah, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, And he's been great. So if he continues to play the way he's played so far this year, I will be happy. Yeah, he's had a good year um, so far. So then Harden goes to Brooklyn, um, which affects Kyrie Irving. Owned by well, Wayne it might affect Kyrie Irving. We still don't know if he's ever going to play basketball again. But assuming he does play basketball again, it's certainly not a good thing. You know, it's 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 bad, but whatever. He's thrived next to stars before, so I'm not too worried about it. Do you think there's I a think. scenario where Kyrie Harden and Durant basically all get their get their piece of the pie, but really nobody else in Brooklyn does? It's certainly possible. I mean, I don't know. This is such an emergency podcast. I wasn't properly prepared. But, I mean, I don't think any of them – well, I don't think Kyrie was 30% usage. Right. Um, I'm going to look that up right now. Yeah, I don't really know what their usage was either, to be honest with you. I would would certainly assume there's going to be some staggering, especially between Kyrie and – It'll certainly help. And Harden. Certainly help Brooklyn with like rest days and things like that. Um, they can stagger their players on rest days. They can stagger their players throughout the game. They can stagger, do a lot of staggering. Yeah. Well, and just yeah, like I said, during games, I think that that's a good thing that they'll just let one of the two, one of the two, just run everything. Um, come on, where's the usage? There it is. So, yeah, for his career, he's 29%. Maybe that comes down a little bit, but I don't think that's – this season, he's 30%. I mean, it's tough to have three guys putting up 30% usage in the same lineup. That's what I'm saying. If there's three guys hitting but, 30, then But there's... if the other two guys are like DeAndre Jordan, very low-usage player, and Joe Harris, very low-usage player, I don't know. He can get close to it. I think it's, it's 
you know, there's no way you can say it's good, but I don't think it's a disaster. I think that Kyrie's still a top 15, top 10 player, even with Harden there. Yeah. No, I agree. I think those are but good it, takes. It, it, it does remain to be seen because, you know, what in the world are they going to do with all of this? Right. Who knows? That's Steve Nash's problem to worry about, I guess. I guess. I mean, Harden has shown that he's basically unwilling to play off ball. Like, if he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's just kind of standing around. Yeah. And I, um, I, I would also venture to say that uh, Harden, Ert, Kyrie, and Durant are the three most, uh, the three teammates most emotionally unstable. Uh, that could be. <laughs> that could be. It's a really so bad we'll combination. see how long this new core of players last. I mean, oh, man. I don't know. That's... It wouldn't shock me if Kyrie requested a trade tomorrow. But yeah. He's. He's tanked his trade value so much. Who knows what they even get back? Who knows? It's it's bad, but it's not a disaster. Like I said, he'll still be a top ten ish. If it's player. not if it's not a disaster, is it a circus? Are we watching a circus in Brooklyn? Uh, no, it's not going to be nearly that much fun. Oh, that's probably true. All right. Well, thanks for uh, taking my call. I'm going to make my way through here the other pieces of this big uh, big trade. Oh, I can't wait to listen. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Yep. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, straight from the horse's mouth. Let's see here. We've got Karis LeVert going to the Pacers. So we need to go ahead and give Brammy a call and see what his take is on all this. Rainbow forever that won't fade away. All right, we got Bram Goodman on the phone. Uh, we're going to go ahead and discuss a little Karis LeVert. Yeah. Um... So what do you think, Bram? Karis LeVert to the Pacers. Uh, I'm really excited. I mean... He's been putting up great numbers this year in Brooklyn. He's ranked 45 as it is. And that was playing with Kyrie and KD for, for a little bit. Kyrie's been out a little bit, but um, I think the Indiana coach, Nate Bjorkgren or whatever his name is. Yeah, I don't I know th- how to pronounce it. I think he's done a good job of uh, maximizing um, – his star players on that team. Turner's taken a leap. Sabonis has taken a leap. Um, and I think without Oladipo there, Levert's going to fit right in. Um, also, he has cornrows, which <laughs> is one of my – that's one of my favorite looks now. I uh, Are you going to do cornrows? No, I look really gay. Uh, white, white people can't do cornrows, unfortunately. Oh. I wish – all I right. really would. Um, but I'm really excited. Uh, I think Levert's going to look great in uh, Pacers uniform, and uh, I'm I'm excited to watch see what happens. I agree. I think those were all really good points. Um, I think Karis Levert comes out probably the biggest winner in this deal. So good for you. Good for me, indeed. Um, and then this is for you. Any other comments you'd like to make regarding the other players involved in the deal? 
No, I I mean, I would just like to say I'm really happy that Bryce tanked Karis LeVert's value this offseason and allowed me to get him on the cheap. Slid, slid right into your pocket, didn't he? Yeah, big shout-out to Bryce <laughs> and to everyone else for believing his propaganda. Thanks, Bryce. Yeah, thanks, Bryce. All right, Bram, I appreciate you taking the call. Sure, glad to be here. Okay, bye. Bye. There you go, folks. Right from the right from the uh, the little whippersnapper himself. Um, I do agree. I think that Bjorken is gonna do wonders with Karis Levert. Cornrows do look good. So why don't we go ahead and move up the list here and talk a little Cleveland Cavaliers? Um, go ahead and give. Uh, why don't we go with? We'll go ahead and give Benson a call. Hey, Grande. Nice brute. What's his name? Oh, well, this is little Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> All right, so I've uh, gone ahead and got Benson on the phone, and we're going to go ahead and talk a little Cleveland Cavaliers, a little Andre Drummond. So, <laughs> So, Benson, what happened yesterday? Well, uh, most would have thought that Cleveland was set at center for the at least this season, right? They had Drummond under contact this season. But uh, they are being proactive, and they're finding their center of the future in Jerry Allen, which uh, I don't love, obviously, but no. it is what it is. No. Jared Allen has shown, though, that, I mean, he, he had to split minutes with DeAndre Jordan for some time. I mean, he's not used – he's he's used to kind of sharing the floor. Do you think this really affects Drummond as much as people think it does? I, I feel so bad for Jared Allen. I think he's really good. Yeah, he keeps getting put in situations where he has to share uh, – where he has to share minutes. Yeah. Um, I mean, so Cleveland, when they got Drummond, it was – it was going to be temporary and he's already discussed, you know, leaving at the end of the year. Um, and so I'm not surprised that Cleveland is doing this now, but um, it's just not fun. It's just not fun at all for both centers there. And, and But yeah, I'm just sad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll get, it'll get better. I mean, maybe he gets traded at the deadline, goes to a team that really needs him and he gets a ton of minutes. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely appreciate you taking the call. Any other comments you want to make about other players involved in the deal or other teams that may have been impacted by this? Um, I just – I'm looking forward to the day when we can go pull some audio from the podcast where Bryce spent 20 minutes attacking the gremlin. I want to go pull audio from that podcast that – that makes Bryce look really bad because Bram, Bram's. Uh, Sorry, you're breaking up on me. Bram's well, going to have. Would, would you say there? You said Bram, yeah, Bram's Bert, looking Bert, what? Some... Sorry, I did a big old truck passing. What was that? I said, I said you broke up on me. You said Bram's looking like what? Oh, I said Bram, Bram might be a big winner here. I think Levert, um, Dan Willard, and I agree that Levert got to take off. And, uh, <laughs> and when he does take off, um, I'm saying we got to pull audio from that uh, podcast 
where Bryce spewed off his opinion as fact for about 25 minutes. And, uh, yeah, it's time that Bryce has to be held accountable for all the words that he says on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people are definitely uh, – Bram had very uh, a lot of the same sentiments here. So uh, you're, 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 it's being echoed now. This is only adding to the petition. Um, yeah, you know, how come Bryce just gets to go off on rants? And, and I feel like there's no checks and balances. He just gets to do it, and we all have to just listen to it as if he's some kind of god. Yeah, I need to, I need to do better about being a, a better voice for the people. Uh, yeah, yeah. I tend to just drive the boat uh, and, and just go in the direction of you know, whatever the captain says. And uh, maybe we need a couple captains is what I'm saying. And Bryce just needs to be held accountable for his when he's wrong. Where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks for taking the call. Look, uh, look for the pod to drop here in a little while. Absolutely. Thank you. You bet. Bye. All right. I think we'll go ahead and reach out to uh, the other half of Cleveland and see what uh, Jay has to say about all this. The flying hellfish, the fightiest squad in the fightiest company in the third fightiest battalion in the army. And we were. All right. So I went ahead and called Jay, and uh, he's a little under the weather today. Um, he's going to go ahead and shoot me a text with a statement, and we'll get that out here before the end of the podcast. Um, go ahead and move on to the other parts of the the, the machine here. And uh, see if we can get a little bit of Jordan and Ben Frederick on the pod, depending on who answers the phone and who's available. Um, but I'll go ahead and play their drops now and see if we can get them on the phone. Coward? Not a coward. Would a coward have this? What the hell is that? These are my words, mother. From Army. Call Ben Frederick. We're going to go ahead and do this one live. What excitement. What anticipation. Hola, senor. Hey, I don't want to alarm you, but you're on an emergency trade podcast right now. Spectacular. <laughs> so, yesterday some breaking news happened, and James Harden uh, was removed from the Rockets, and this affected you in a couple different ways. Uh, first of all, Harden is now playing alongside and taking usage possibly from Kevin Durant, and uh, he's he's removed from and replaced by Oladipo in Houston, which affects DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall. So... I wanted to get your take on all this, if you have one. Well, Harden getting out of Houston was the best thing that could happen for John Wall because John Wall being a point guard, James Harden being a kind of a point guard, but really just the most ball-dominant person maybe the NBA has had in years, um, puts the ball in John Wall's hands. I don't think Victor Oladipo does anything to affect that. He doesn't play the same position as DeMarcus Cousins, and he's not as ball-dominant. 
as uh, James Harden is. So he, I think he'll fit in nicely, actually, with uh, John Wall, kind of similar to how Bradley Beal did, but not as good. Perhaps and Ol- then as far, yeah, I was gonna say perhaps right? perhaps Oladipo becomes a more reliable source of assists for John Wall. I would think so, actually. I think that's the one thing that John Wall – well, one, he doesn't have the assist because he hasn't had the ball in his hands. In the games he's played without Harden, his assists were up drastically because Harden is just a vacuum and cool John Wall will pass it to him, but then he'll wait for 10 seconds before he shoots it. So it's not like John Wall's getting the assist from that, whereas Oladipo will take an open shot. Right. No, I would agree. Uh as far as Durant, dude, ain't nothing affecting that guy. He's the star of the team. Everybody knows it. He's going to get his. He's played with Harden before. And Harden ain't about to – he's not going to take anything away from Durant. I mean, no, I, is Kyrie even coming back? I, I don't know. That's the thing is like Kyrie's kind of made a bad case for himself this year. So if we're looking at this as a three-headed monster, I think that uh, Harden and Durant are like uh, D-Wade and LeBron and uh, Kyrie's Chris Bosh this year. So, we'll, I don't like Kyrie. I used to love him, and now I just have no love for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see what it happens to him. It's obviously not bad, but um, I don't know. But I think it's great for Jared Allen. You think so? Split. split in I actually time? think it's great for him. Oh well, I think Drummond. I think now there's. It's also. I think this is going to be good for Kevin Love. Because I think Andre Drummond... Oh, yeah, you're affected here with Kevin Love as well. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think Andre Drummond and Kevin Love are going to be a package deal out. Maybe not to the same place, but they're both going to be shipped out. And now it's easier to trade two people than it is for one to get like one young piece in return for them. Right. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, so, yeah, I think Kevin Love ends up on a, on a more of a contending team in that then he'll actually play because he hasn't played but one quarter for me. Yeah. No, I, I uh, yeah, he's, he's got to be frustrating to own right now, but you got to hold on to love because it's love. It's Kevin Love. Yeah, uh, he's a double-double machine when he plays. Yeah, knocking in two to three threes a game. So, yeah, that's can't drop that. All right, well, any other comments you want to make on uh, on this 14 blockbuster deal before I move on to the next manager in the lineup here? <sighs> I would just – I'm just thankful I don't own Kyrie Irving because that dude sucks. <laughs> just in general. But when he's on the court, he's productive. But it's like can you ever count on him ever to be there on the court for you? Yeah, but I have no faith if I, if I made the playoffs and had him on my team that he would be playing the week that I needed him to play. Or like he may just skip a game. Yeah, you, you got to. If you had him on your fantasy team, you'd have to surround him with other reliables like uh, I don't know, Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, maybe is uh, Kristaps Porzingis reliable? Isn't he injured every year? <laughs> I'm just trying to put fuel in the fire here. That's all. Oh, I know. I, <laughs> I, I feel like Kristaps is injured every year, and I mean, he started out the year injured, so maybe he'll finish the year healthy. But chances are he'll be gone soon. Yeah. Well, Even Chris Paul or. Always injured. CP three to six weeks. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for taking the call. Yep. Uh, Good luck. We'll talk to you later. Desert Storm's on a tear, by the way. Desert, win it all. Hey, 
I'm, I predicted that in our, in our, in our little surveys, I said, you're you going to win. You did. And my team looks very good and they're not even all healthy. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, man. We'll ride that, ride that. Don't ride that rain. I was going to say ride that rainbow, but don't, uh, you know, you just ride that horse into the sunset. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the podcast. Yeah. It'll, it'll drop here in 15, 20 minutes. Tight. All right. We'll talk to you later. Later. All right. There you have it. Um, let's see if we can get Jordan on the phone. All right. Jordan did not answer the phone when I called. Um, I texted him before I started the podcast asking him for his thoughts. We'll see if that comes in. Um, Jay did send me a little statement here. Going back to Jared Allen going to Cleveland. He says, Allen will lose some short-term value, but he will be the center of the future in Cleveland. McGee and Drummond are both free agents after this year. Allen is only 22 years old, and Cleveland has a good young core to build around. The future is bright. Couldn't agree more. Uh, they could use a guy like Jared Allen to surround with uh, the likes of Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro, uh, Colin Sexton. Um, so they, they definitely needed needed a guy like Jared Allen at that age and at that price point. Um, could be, couldn't be a better move for Cleveland. I don't know how it helps the, the Flying Helpers this year, but I don't know if they were really focused on winning a title this year. So, uh, yeah, good job, Jay. Um, let me go ahead and uh, see if we can get uh, maybe another guest on the show um, just to just to kind of wrap things up. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and call outside the league and get an outsider's take on on this with uh, little Alexander Gerber. All right, folks, Alex picked up. Uh, let's go ahead and get your hot takes here on, on this deal. So I, I broke it down. I'll, I'll kind of go piece by piece with you. Let's start the, the, the Victor Oladipo going to the Houston Rockets. Yeah. What's your thought uh, on that? I think that's good for him. And uh, I think he can get the ball from John Wall, though. We'll see. Yeah, John Wall's typically a, a giver of the ball, but uh, – you know, they're, they are going to have to share. So uh, we'll see how that happens. Yeah, I mean, things are bleak in Indy for him anyway, so I think a change of scenery would be nice. I mean, will it actually translate to anything? No, but Houston has stuff for the future. Who knows if he'll be around for it, though. Gotcha. Yeah, that that uh, sounds good to me. Karis LeVert going to the Indiana Pacers, getting out of Brooklyn. Oh, oh yeah. He's ready to go off. Um, I just got I off the – Go ahead. I think he's going to look good next to Sabonis. I think they'll be nice together. Like photogenically or, or uh, chemistry? <laughs> yeah, in, in the team photo. <laughs> uh, if he's if he's sitting on the bench in front of Sabonis, he's standing up. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's kind of the common thread here. Um, Bram, Bram, who owns Karis, is very excited about it. Um, oh, every, he, yeah. Yeah. In the offseason, Bryce had kind of gone off about how bad uh, Karis LeVert is, so uh, that's kind of been a threat as well. No, I think he's ready. I mean, you know, like he's shown flashes of being good, and then he kind of went off in the bubble a little bit, so if he's got a little bit more room, maybe he can at least put up a lot of points, you know? At a minimum. At a minimum. Uh, 
Jarrett, Jarrett Allen and Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond was a part of the deal, but we got a timeshare in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see how many of those guys they keep. Uh, but that's just too many big guys. They have Nance. They got Drummond. They got Allen. I mean, Kevin Love. Else do they have? Kevin Love. Yeah. There's just too many. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like if he sticks around, I think yeah, it'll be all right for him. But they got to clear out some, some, uh, some space. I think. Yeah, they definitely uh, they got a log jam. Uh, they'll figure. Who's, who's gonna Who's gonna take Drummond though? That's the thing. I feel like Toronto. I don't know. They, they got rid of Ibaka. They got rid of Marcus All. They're left with Aaron Baines and Chris Boucher, who's played well, but they don't. I feel like they could use a guy in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they might be desperate enough to like. Mix it up. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, last but not least, we got the big part of it. Harden going to Brooklyn. There's a timeshare there with Irving and, and Durant, but there's a lot of drama with Irving at the moment. So what's your take on all that? Uh, the winner here is, is Steve Nash. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> our boy our boy is – He's getting a ring. Know, he's going to get a ring. He's, he's going to get his ring. He's going to have the highest efficiency offense, just like when he was a player. Just like he drew it up. Uh, I mean, I feel like being with those two guys, being with Steve, being Mike's there, right? Mike's on the bench. I believe yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. I, I'm pretty sure D'Antoni's an assistant. I'm I'm pretty sure that like uh, they're gonna they're gonna figure out a way to get him to work. They're gonna get James motivated, maybe get him in shape, and I think it's gonna be awesome. Like yeah. Steve's the winner here. And if there's any crybabies at practice, maybe Amari Stoudemire just like yells at him for 45 minutes. Wait, is Amari there? He's an assistant coach. What? You didn't know this? So if all right, let's say it's he like asked that. he asked Dirk Nowitzki. He said no. So then he asked Amari. If if they win a ring, this counts as a son's ring. Oh, uh, for sure. It definitely counts. At least as like like a half shadow like. We'll put up like a wrap, like a, a banner in the Raptors, but like deep in the corner where no one can really see it, but it's still there. But right. We get one. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Raja Bell and DL will get rings. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, uh, thanks for taking the call, buddy. Uh, the real winner is the strip clubs in New York and any restaurants, any like, well, I guess all the restaurants in New York. So maybe James Harden won't actually lose anyway and get in shape. Yeah. I mean, if they put hard, if they put Harden on in the, like if, if, if like, let's say Steve Nash does bring in Dial as like an assistant coach. (laughs) Oh man, it's over. Like in Dial and like Harden just go paint the town red. Like it's over. Like he's like, they're gonna have competitions to see who can get the many uh, the most croissants in their mouth at once. It's yeah. gonna be bad. Dude. Like, there's not gonna be any black and white cookies left in the whole city. <laughs> like, they're gonna shut. Jerry will be upset. Yeah, Grimaldi's is gonna be shut down. Yeah, it's gonna be bad news bears. But hey, uh, again, uh, thanks for giving us an unbiased third take here. You got it, buddy. Have fun out there. All right, bye. All right, we're pretty much wrapping up here, folks, but I thought maybe just for kicks and giggles, we'd go ahead and give a call out to Taylor Gohagen uh, of the uh, of the Rocky Mountain Goats and see get his take here. All right, guys, I was lucky enough to get Taylor on the phone. I told you all that I was the greatest of all time. You didn't really have any players involved in yesterday's uh, 
blow blockbuster. But uh, what uh, what was your take on everything? I was excited. I didn't think it was going to happen that quickly, but uh, this is a big deal. Yeah, I think it it hurts a little bit of Durant and Kyrie, but other than that, um, it might. I don't know. Maybe does it hurt Harden the most? I, it's tough to say. Uh, we, me and Bryce had spoke a little bit about maybe they each get thirty percent usage, and then ten percent goes to DeAndre Jordan and Joe Har- Joe Harris, and and maybe nobody's affected. But uh, there's also a lot of question marks surrounding Kyrie and whether or not he's going to be around much this year. Uh, so it could be good, and it could also be really bad. It all my, just yeah, I agree. My point of reference is. When the Warriors did it, everything worked great. Everybody's fantasy numbers were great, and it just worked really seamless. But that's a different group. Yeah, Kyrie's not Steph Curry, and Harden's not Clay. So it's seems like that's a lot less likely for it to happen. Yeah, it's 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 odd than it is in Golden State. It's odd because it's it. I think it's a more talented group of three basketball players uh, collectively, but emotionally, like, and professionally speaking, they're just not, they're children. Like, (laughs) yeah, like, that seems accurate. Like Clay and Steph were so professional that it allowed Durant to continue to be kind of a baby about things. But now that he's there, like when you're saying Kevin Durant, your most emotionally stable star on your team, like it's an issue. really entertained either way to see what's going to happen. Yeah, no, for sure. What's your take on a Cleveland situation, Jared Allen, Andre Drummond? I don't get it. I don't know why. Other than they just love collecting centers. Yeah, I mean, there has to be a trade, right? I I read one report saying that means for sure Drummond's out, but I haven't everything I've read, so I followed a lot of Cleveland in the offseason because I was debating trying to trade for Garland and in that, they were talking about how they want to keep Drummond long term, which I found really weird. Yeah, that, to me this apparently was apparently not anymore. To me, this was signing like clearly that they're they're going to move on from Drummond, but uh, like uh, who knows? They've what, got to now, right? Yeah, sometimes NBA teams do some weird stuff, though, man. <laughs> and it's Cleveland, so you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Nor do you like. Should you care? But it's like, yeah, there's a lot going on here. So, yeah. um, finally, but not least, Oladipo, Karis Levert, possibly some winners of the deal. Uh, Oladipo yeah, down in down in Houston and Karis LeVert over in Indiana now. What's your take on that? Uh, I think the the Gremlins set for a great fantasy season numbers wise. His percentages might drag him down Westbrook style, but I think counting stats will be there. Um, and as long as he can stay healthy, I think he'll be a good player for Graham. Oladipo, we'll see what he has left in the tank. It's pretty injured, or I guess pro injury prone with John Wall and Oladipo there in Houston, but it could work out good. Yeah, I mean, good thing they've got a, a core of John Wall, Oladipo, and DeMarcus Cousins where they can really rely on the the, the 82 game season year after year. If this was like the 2016 team, that's a stacked team right there. Right, that's not bad. Are uh, the Houston Rockets the Ben Fredericks of the NBA? They're trying it, and and it's funny you say that because two of Ben Fredericks players okay, are on that maybe team. Maybe that's why I put those two together, huh? Yeah, it could be. Um, well, um, one day removed from the, uh, the podcast Poku, uh, we didn't get really get a chance for you to defend yourself on the podcast this week. Uh, since you're on the podcast now, anything you want to say regarding your team and their, their, their season going forward? I thought 
it was thoroughly enjoyable. Love listening to all the different takes. I think a lot of the analysis was accurate regarding Westbrook as far as uh, his percentages dragging down. But the only one that really affects me is his free throw, and I'm already I can absorb it, so it doesn't really bother me. So the counting stats are really valuable to my team, um, and I definitely see what what everybody sees as the problem of carrying too many young guys. The my thought process is that those young guys, if I can be middle of the pack by midseason, those young guys should be getting more minutes and better, and therefore carry me through. Um, the problem I run into is I'm not middle of the pack right now, so I have to kind of have that internal debate of do I just uh, sell off and go for some older guys, or do I trust in the rebuild or the retool, I should say, and go from there. So it's a it's a decision I have to come up with, but. That was my initial thought process in getting those younger guys, thinking that in the second half of the season they'll be playing more minutes and contributing to the team more. Yeah, well, I'm glad it's not my decision to have to make, but I'll be interested to see what moves you make going forward, um, if any. Maybe maybe the ship writes itself without you having to do a thing. So we'll we'll see. I hope it will. This week it's looking strong against Benson. If I can pull up a little seven two, that'd help a lot. Yeah, take that flock. Um, hashtag Peckham. <laughs> cluck cluck. Cluck cluck. Uh, yeah. Any any other last comments you want to make here before I uh, before I close this baby up? No, I uh, I just love that you're doing this. Watch out, Josh Lloyd. <laughs> there's there's bigger fish coming at you. That's right. As soon as I can figure out a better mix mixer board than having like a thousand <laughs> YouTube tabs up, it's over. I bet he does the same thing. He just hides it. Yeah, he's no. I don't know. I watch. I've watched him on YouTube, and he just like presses a button, and things happen. It's like whatever he has is far more uh, surpasses what I do, but uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. We'll just have to put Fletcher on it. Yeah. Uh, Assistant to the young guys that you need to look this up and figure it out. I'm actually a little upset that I didn't call Fletcher for a statement. He would have been so confused. (laughs) I'm like, what happened? This affects me. How? Oh yeah. uh, Let me look at it and get back to you. Uh, All right. Well, thank you. Thank you again. No problem. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Talk to you later. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. That is the end of this emergency trade podcast. Lots of moving parts, lots of opinions, lots of managers involved. Um, I hope this was uh, knowledgeable for you, or not knowledgeable, but uh, enjoyable. And uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I hope you got something out of it. So we'll talk to you next time. came to say hello and welcome you to Houston. Ah, why, thank you. And you must be the new scouting apprentice. I've been expecting you. Uh, I am your starting shooting guard. James Harden, all realm shooting guard. James, James, you say. One one moment, please. (laughs) Aha! 
James Harden, the point guard. Forgive me. Shooting. I've been studying your game. It's marvelous. Brilliant, really. Oh, uh, that's very kind of you to say. So, uh, you have a lot of books, I see. Uh, this whole shelf is inbound plays? Ah, yes. Baseline, sideline. I also keep ISO plays in there somewhere for no good reason, really. And this shelf here, all books on the art of the past. Wow. Over there, there's tempo plays, pick and rolls, uh, you name it. Feel free to borrow them as you please, wow. by the way. I bet you need a whole new library just for all defensive plays. Hmm? Uh, defense, like, you know, and the other team has the ball and they try to, you know, score on us. Oh, no, 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 none of that here. It's a waste of energy and it's no fun. I say half the defense, double the offense.